Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuiv. Good afternoon and welcome to the Poetry Circle. Now, everybody's welcome to participate in this programme. So if you would like to request a favourite poem, contact us, please, at riccradio2020 at gmail.com. And if you would like to read a poem of your own, that's also very welcome. I tend to give a quiet introduction to the poems, and I will try to include some of your favourites and new poems also. So we're going to start today for all gardeners, and the poet is uh, Edith uh, Thomas. And she wrote a poem, uh, Talking in Their Sleep. And um, Edith Thomas was born in the United States in 1854 died in 1925, and uh, she was always encouraged to write as a child, and she was given, at that time, a volume of poetry by Keats, and there is no doubt he had a great influence on uh, Edith Thomas. And somebody mentioned about her, they said, that she could capture the soul and excitement of a modern city. So we'll read then the poem, Talking in Their Sleep, by Edith Thomas. You think I am dead, the apple tree said, because I have never a leaf to show, because I stoop and my branches droop and the dull grey mosses over me grow. But I am still alive in trunk and shoot, the buds of next May I fold away, but I pity the withered grass at my root You think I am dead? You think I am dead, the quick grass said, because I have parted with stem and blade. But under the ground I am safe and sound, with the snow's thick blanket over me laid. I'm all alive and I'm ready to shoot, should the spring of the year come dancing here. But I pity the flower without branch or root. You think I am dead, a soft voice said. Because not a branch or root I own, I have never had, but close I hide. In a plumy seed that the wind has sown, patient I wait through the long winter hours. You will see me again. I shall laugh at you then out of the eyes of a hundred flowers. So that's Edith Thomas. Now we'll proceed on to a poet who would be known to a lot of you because of his poetry, but maybe you didn't know it was Edward Lear. Uh, He wrote The Owl and the Pussycat, which I'm going to read. Born in 1812, died in 1880. Um, He was an artist and also wrote a lot of prose and limericks and poets. He was English middle class. The father was a stockbroker, but he had a health problem all his life from the age of six. Epileptic seizures, partial blindness, depression. And this book comes, and a bit of nonsense he wrote as well too, and he wrote the poem, uh, The Owl and the Pussycat. And just as a matter of interest, he was one of 21 children. 
The owl and the pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea-green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money, wrapped up in a five-pound note. The owl looked up at the stars above and sang to a small guitar. Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are, you are, you are. What a beautiful pussy you are. Pussycat said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly you sing and sweet. Let us be married, too long have we tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong trees grows, and there in a wood a piggywick stood with the end, with a ring at the end of his nose, his nose, his nose, with a ring at the end of his nose. Dear pig, are you willing to sell for one shilling your ring? Oh, said the piggy, I will. So they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill. They dined on mince and slices of quince, which they ate with a runcible spoon and hand in hand. On the edge of the sand, they danced by the light of the moon. The moon, the moon. They danced by the light of the moon. So that's a particularly lovely poem. And as I said, some of you would know that poem already, but you might not necessarily know that it was written by uh, Edward Lear and his slightly unhappy life, but he must have had happy moments because that's a lovely, silly kind of a poem, if you like, but beautiful to read. I hope you enjoyed it. We're moving on now to Dylan Thomas, Welsh poet, born in 1914 and died in 1953. And he wrote uh, that poem, um, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. And he wrote under Milkwood. Uh, he had three children. And he was married, actually, to Kathleen McNamara, so their Irish connection uh, there. Um, so what I'm going to read uh, by Dylan Thomas is the poem, in fact, uh, Do Not Go Gently Into the Dark Night. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked, no lightning they. Do not go gentle into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright, their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late, they grieved it on its, its own. Do not go gentle into that dark night. Grave men near death who see the blinding light Blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce heart, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Well, that certainly gives us all a lot to think about. That And that poem was written by Dylan Thomas. And he's written a lot of other poems in, in, that, in that way as well. Um, I'll continue now with a lovely poem of Yeats. And I, I include Yeats because of the poetry of his words and what he says and because most of his poetry is known to us. 
So this poem was written by W.B. Yeats, and it's um, Easter 1916. I have met them at the close of day, coming with vivid faces from counter or desk among grey, 18th century houses. I have passed with a nod of the head or polite, meaningless words, or have lingered a while and said polite, meaningless words and thought before I had done of a mocking tale or a jibe to please a companion around the fire at the club, being certain that they and I but lived where motley is worn, all changed, changed utterly, a terrible beauty is born. Now, there are uh, three or four verses uh, onto that, written by William Butler Yeats. But those words uh, we would probably use from time to time, and you certainly would hear it often. Um, All changed, utterly changed, a terrible beauty is born. So it's well worth looking up that poem and having a read and enjoying it yourself. Uh, some of the women uh, in Ireland, the more modern women in Ireland, they have written quite a few poems, and one of them is Rita Ann Higgins. Uh, she's a Galway woman, and um, she's written a lot of poems, some silly and that kind of thing, but um, otherwise uh, very nice to read, and uh, she has become particularly well known for some of, of her poetry. So she's an Irish writer, but some of her poetry has been uh, translated. And uh, one of those is Jelly Love, which is quite a nice poem. But what I will read today from uh, Rita Ann Higgins um, is her poem, um, Anything is Better Than Emptying Bins, by Rita Ann Higgins. I work at the post office. I hate my job. But my father said there was no way I could empty bins and stay under his roof. So naturally, I took a ten-week extramural course on effective stamp licking entitled More Lip and Less Tongue. I was mostly unpleasant, but always under 40 for young girls who bought stamps with hearts for Valentine's Day. One day, a woman asked me, could she borrow a paperclip? She said something about sending a few poems away and how a paper clip would make everything look so much neater. But I've met the make-my-poems-neater type before. Give in to her once and she'll be back in a week asking, have you any stamps left over? Well, I told her where to get off. Mrs. Neater Poems, I said, this is a post office, not a frigging car shop. And if you want paper clips... You'll get a whole bus box full across the street for 20 pence. Later, when I told my father, he replied, Son, it's not how I'd have handled it, but anything is better than emptying bins. Rita Ann Higgins from Galway. A lot of poems and a lot of appreciation of her poems. Another lady that you probably heard of from time to time is uh, Paula Meehan. She's an Irish poem playwright who was born in 1955 in Dublin. And she studied in Trinity College and in the Eastern Washington University. She was the eldest of uh, six children. And uh, she grew up in England where her family had uh, travelled to find work. And she attended, later on, 
schools and finished her primary education at the Central Model School in, Card- in Gardner Street. And she did her secondary education in the Holy Faith in Finglas. But she was expelled for organising a protest march against the regime of the, what they were doing in the school. So she studied the inter on her own and then went to Whitehall Senior School, a vocational school, to study for her leaving. Outside of that, she was very interested in dance and drama and she became involved in band culture and then to write lyrics. Uh, in Trinity, she studied English, history and classical civilization, and she took five years to complete her three-year course. This included a year off spent travelling through Europe and she was involved in drama and all kinds of things on her uh, during that year off. Um, she wrote a poem, Ashes, which is quite nice, and it's the one from Paula Meehan that I'm going to read uh, today. The tide comes in, the tide goes out again, what, washing the beach clear of what the storm dumped. Where there were rocks today, there is sand. Where sand is yesterday, now uncovered rocks. So I think on where her mortal remains might reach landfall in their transmuted forms. A year now since I cast them from my hand, waiting to stop the inexorable clock. She who died by her own hand cannot know the simple love I have for what she left behind. I could not save her. I could not even try. I watch the way the wind blows life into the slack sail. The stress of warp against weft lifts the stalling craft and pushes it in and out. Now, I hope you enjoy that. She has lovely language, uh, Paula Meehan, and is getting very well known in, in that world. Now... I was uh, given a, a poem here by Dylan, who, like me, works in the radio centre here. So we'll read that. And it was about a tragedy that he viewed. All journeys we take are also alike by wheel, by foot, by tide, by strut. The flit of a cord, the pierce of a sword, the first can cut, the last can blood. Affected by waves, but not by men, but by the tide is all I can be. Here I am in a tideless sea, bouncing nowhere to grey. I know she cares, but cannot share, for she has been drowned before in a desolate sea. I will save her, but who will save me? At last the rocks, they rise again. It's no surprise the sea has bled, dirty and red, and once it was a tideless med. Okay, now... Again, uh, this is not uh, Dylan's uh, only craft. His main job is otherwise. But it might encourage some of you, you know, to listen to the poetry and put pen to paper and then uh, send it in to us. Or for Bloomsday, uh, leave it with the Rick's Cafe where uh, they will go through them and then there are prizes to be won. Now, I'm finishing off today with a poem by Brendan Behan who was born in 1923 and died in 1964. And as he said himself, without growth or goodness. Um, 60 years ago in 56, is that 60 years ago? Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's a bit more than that. He wrote The Queer Fellow and it caused a sensation when it had its London premiere. And the pro- play is about life in prison. 
which appealed to the British especially, when the leading character in the play is a Dubliner who spoke as if he came out of a Sean O'Casey Casey play. Now, Bean was very important for Brendan Bean, and uh, the governor of the prison turned out to be a theatre fan, and he became a lifelong friend of his. So we're going to read now um, a poem uh, which was translated by Ulick O'Connor and which was written by um, Brendan Bean. Wild wicked winter, your harsh face I hate, the north wind blows in, trembling tormented tough. Loveliness our love, till the white feast of Bridget, and the resurrection of joy that comes, then comes the south wind, promise of heat for my limbs, life leaping in me, awakening of the blood, winter, you wastrel. Old age is your season. Welcome, and a thousand more to you, O spring of my youth. And that was by Brendan Bean, who died in 1964. Now that's our selection for today, and uh, I hope you enjoy them, and certainly we would love to hear from you if you have poetry uh, or prose that you have written, and you'd like to come in here and read it for us. The uh, Bloomsday celebrations on June the 16th include um, a lot of input from the Ringsend and Irishtown Community Centre. And this is Anya here from the Poetry Circle. And therefore, just some remarks to you about it that you might be interested in. The first ever Bloomsday Ringsend event on the 16th of June the Ringsend and District Historical Society are running a writer's hour. Now, what is actually happening is that the society are asking people from Ringsend and Irishtown to submit poetry or prose that you might have in your own home. So any piece of writing, poetry or anything else that you could find at home, or maybe you're a, a secret poet, so you might have some poems of your own in your head, or I've never written them down. So if you would like to come in here uh, to read your poetry or have it read out for you, or if there was a bit, uh, a piece of po prose that you might think was very interesting, you always loved it and you'd like to hear it read, or you might read it yourself. So the poems then will be read out for you by young people from RICCY, the cafe in Irishtown, uh, you know, the one near the pharmacy there. So the event will be held in the Gospel Hall. Again, that's, I think, next to the Guards Station there in, in, in Irishtown. Uh, it will be held in the Gospel Hall, Chapel of Ease in Irishtown. And it's on from 4.30 to 5.30 on Bloomsday, the 16th of June, as event number six of the seven events which would be held by uh, the Committee for Ring's End on the Bloomsday Festival. So what we're talking about are short stories of maximum or less than 300 words and any poetry or poems, poems that you like, can be submitted to the Ring's End and Historical Society at their email address of ringsenddistrict 
historical society at yahoo.com. Now, we have no problem at all, and certainly I haven't any problem, if you would like to drop them into the community centre, and Jennifer is usually there, or Philip, and they will take them from you and make sure you put your name on them so I know whose they are. And the closing date for entries of poetry or prose is Saturday, June the 11th at 12 o'clock. There are book tokens for the top three winning entries. And anybody who enters uh, will receive a framed certificate of participation, which is sponsored by uh, the Savvy Credit Union in Irishtown. So I hope now that this is of interest to you and we certainly would like to see, you know, your contribution. I'd love to see some poems or poetry left into the uh, uh, reception desk here in the the community centre. Or if you want to, uh, you can send it and I'll repeat the email address again. It's Ringsend District Historical Society, all one word, at yahoo.com. And again, you have a week to think about it and a week to get it in. So the closing date is June the 11th. So let's hope we can all make our contribution to the first ever Bloomsday celebration in Ringsend. Thank you very much indeed. The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuyev. <laughs>